Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. This is Antonio Moore. I wanted to have a discussion about a lawsuit that all of us should be paying attention to, but none of us really are. It's probably the biggest lawsuit for black folks in the last 50 years since civil rights. And it's the lawsuit of Byron Allen with uh, Comcast. It's a multi-billion dollar lawsuit. I believe $20 billion is the tag. And here you have one of the wealthiest black men in America suing Comcast and basically won against Comcast in the Ninth Circuit. And now Comcast is trying to get him to reverse the decision in the Supreme Court. You basically have a major multinational conglomerate. You try and take a single black man to the Supreme Court to reverse a law that has been on the books to protect slaves since the Emancipation Proclamation. And so I- Welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and obviously we have a quite different start this morning than we normally do for all the truth seekers out there, but versus my normal intro, I want to get directly into this morning's discussion because I think it's one of the most important ones uh, we've had in our almost little over four years. Uh, doing this, so definitely thank the Truth Seeks for all of your support. We have a special guest co-host on the air with us, and many of y'all have heard of Kamika People. She's a dynamic queen, getting up early out of California, so thank you, Queen, for being with us this morning. If you will, say hello to the Truth Seekers, and we'll introduce our special guest as well. Well, how are you doing this morning, Queen? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Good morning, everybody. Happy to be with you, Montoya. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, absolutely. We have yeah, we have Minister Minister Server uh, on the air with us, which is a privilege uh, to have uh, this King specifically on the air. We've the last time we were we were actually doing the air together, but not on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. So we've been trying to get it coordinated. I'm glad to have you this morning for once again this very important show um, that I know is of interest to you. You and I've mentioned it briefly, and the sad part is not a lot of people know even about this, and as I was reaching out and trying to get more people's opinions on the show, most people don't know anything about what they just heard, which is a cut from Antonio Moore, um, known for his tone talks, as he was just kind of um, doing his version of, you know, what's happening with the Byron Allen Supreme Court case. Um, but if you will, King, say hello to our truth seekers and give a little bit of your background, and Tamika, we'll go back to your background as well, because you definitely have a background in reference to um, this issue that uh, Byron Allen, as, as we heard from Antonio Moore lay out, actually most people get it mixed up for those who do know 
Comcast is actually trying to appeal their loss um, to him as he sued them for discrimination and won a couple of times, and now they're taking it to the Supreme Court. Uh, but with that said, uh, Reverend, I mean, Minister, I'm sorry, Minister Server, give your background, and then we'll go back to Tamika as well, our special guest co-host. Okay. Well, again, you know, I appreciate you having me here on the show. Um, I am Minister Server. Um, I work with a few organizations, probably mainly known for the Temple of Hip Hop, um, Zulu Nation. Hip Hop Ministries. Um, I, I I work with a number of different organizations, and the, the main work that I do though is to uh, bring awareness to the things that are going on. I see myself as a as an advocate for our people. Um, I work with hip hop in the, the sense of beyond entertainment. A number of times when people think about hip hop, they think about rap music, but we know that hip hop springs from a culture that has been around for thousands of years. So we can bring that to the forefront from the levels of spirituality and politics and education. It's all the things that really make up our, our life. And um, my company is the Conscious Consulting Group where I do a lot of um, strategic planning and to show people, again, you know, how to utilize hip-hop beyond entertainment. So, of course, with this lawsuit that Byron Allen has against Comcast is something that I think we most certainly need to bring more awareness to uh, people in general, but black people specifically, because, you know, when you look at the numbers and what's happened with us with the, with the income gap and things of that nature, we have to look at solutions and remedies to go about um, um, making a difference for the next generation. And I think this case is going to be extremely significant. So uh, if I can help to bring some light to that, uh, that's what we're here to do. Or, hey, glad to have you. Um, to a real quick, Queen, before you go, um, how was clear was Reverend, I'm sorry, Minister Server um, for you? Because, again, I want to make sure everybody can hear him. I was playing a little bit, so I'm just trying to see if we can get some clarity, but maybe it was just me. Um, it was it was a little tough to hear with the brother, but uh, towards <clears throat> towards the end he came through a little more clearer. But there was I was straining a bit too, but I'm glad to have the brother on, and uh, I hope people can hear me okay. Can you hear me better now? No, it's just, I don't know. It's like a it's spacey. So I don't know maybe the way you're holding the phone or if the speaker. Because I, I can hear you, but we're straining, and if we're straining, the audience is straining. So I just want to get that okay, clarified. Let me see it right here, Justin. Hold on one second. Okay, no problem. Are you holding the phone directly mm-hmm. to your ear, or? No, I have the phone sitting actually. It, it is on the speaker, but I, I have a sitting. Is that is that clear now? No, yeah. If you if you, if you, if you have a phone, if you if you, I don't know if, if I'm listening, if maybe I'm not understanding you, but if you have a phone and just hold it to your ear, it'll probably come through much clearer. If that's an option for you, I don't know how you're. Okay, let me see. Okay, let me try that. Hold on. Is that better? Hey, a little bit. Again, yeah, if you, if, you, if you could talk directly into the phone, yeah, really, I, don't, I, think, yeah, I definitely don't want to have that, that I think issue. it's really just this cheap phone that I got. I need a new phone. That's probably what it is. <laughs> okay, brother. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's definitely a little tough. Uh, but if you will, Tamika, if you will, Queen, if you will, go ahead and give your background, uh, which is an amazing background, but I think some of what you do applies, and this case could affect uh, future businesses you are you know, set out to do some, some, some new and amazing things, and I won't introduce it as I normally do. I'll let you do that yourself. But thank you again. Thank you again, Queen Fruit. 
you know, filling in as a guest co-host. I need you, and thank you, Queen. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. This uh, this case is very important. My name is uh, Tamika Peoples. I I do multiple things. I uh, own a consulting company, ABF Precision Consultants, and for well over uh, seven years now, been doing government contracting. We do a lot of um, intelligence, cyber security, and space operations support to the government. Obviously, that is stemming from my career uh, out of the Air Force, so I just kind of turned around and continued to do that. And in that subcontracting space or contracting space, we deal a lot with fairness of contract, uh, fairness of requirement for those contracts. And um, I have had experiences that Mr. Allen has battled, obviously, in the courts um, in the Ninth Circuit, and it is going back to appeal. So it's very near and dear to my heart. I'm also a founder of a nonprofit where we focus on STEM education for underserved communities needs and youth, uh, as well as veteran service programs, and most recently, uh, founder of Seed to Shirt, where I'm looking to do manufacturing production of apparel, blank apparel line, really building our own table back in that industry. So happy to be here. Um, it's very important, this case, and it's, it's kind of astonishing to me, but uh, some of the call to actions are to boycott. I'm just uh, very curious of how that's going to go through. So I'm ready for this morning's discussion. Thank you for having me, Montoya, and uh, hope happy to be here, audience. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely, and Tamika is also humble with it because I like to highlight, and she will, uh, as seed to search is coming uh, to fruition, she will be the first black on uh, apparel manufacturer in the country since 1908. So that is on the way. Wow. She's always humble about it. But I like to point that out. That's who you're talking to. Very powerful queen. We are up against our first quick break. But I'm sorry, I'm so used to saying that. Minister, Minister Server, uh, sounds like you might have come through pretty clearly. I was going to have you call back in, but I think you're good coming through clear now. We'll go to our quick first okay. break. When we come back, we'll get hot and heavy into this morning's discussion question. Byron's, Byron Allen's Supreme Court case, why does it matter? We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. All right, folks, Byron Allen, the CEO of Entertainment Studios, suing Comcast and Charter Communications for $20 billion over racial discrimination. He claims that the companies wouldn't carry his networks or even meet with him because Entertainment Studio is a 100% minority-owned company. Are black people being shut out of media ownership? And could one black media mogul's lawsuit affect the rights of all minority business owners? Byron Allen, founder and CEO of Entertainment Studios, one of the largest privately held media companies in the world, 
has a $20 billion lawsuit against Comcast and Charter Communications for racial discrimination. Now, what's really the underlying uh, foundation of this lawsuit is that AT&T and DirecTV combined spend approximately $22 billion a year licensing cable networks and advertising with less than $3 million going to 100% African-American-owned media. And I don't mean targeted, I mean owned. Allen won his case twice in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, leading Comcast to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, hoping to get the case thrown out. Now the Department of Justice has jumped in to try to sway the highest court in the land. Filing a brief that calls for Allen or any other plaintiff relying on the Civil Rights Act of 1866 to show that racial discrimination was the only reason that influenced a company not to do business with black owners in order to be held accountable. Allen says Comcast is putting all American civil rights at risk for their own financial gain. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Tamika Peoples and our special guest, Minister Server. This morning's discussion question, Byron Allen's Supreme Court case. Why does it matter? As you just heard, cut. Pretty much laying out and explaining what's happening here, um, Minister Server. Again, I know we mentioned this just happened to run into each other at another event, and we both were aware that this was happening. And as I said before the break, I'll start with you that the concern was, and this just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at the most, the concern was nobody's talking about it. Nobody was talking about it, and you were already somewhat informed. I'm already somewhat informed. But even in my being informed, I knew it wasn't enough. And the concern is, you know, why did we hear people talking about it more? As of the last week or so, there have been some people talking about it. Again, this and just to give some context, this should go before the Supreme Court in November, but Byron Allen started this case back in 2015. And, again, just wanted to give – some context for somebody who's listening who may haven't heard anything about it. And if you haven't heard anything, if you are a truth seeker and this is your first time hearing about it, don't be surprised or don't feel bad because it's not getting pushed by, in a sense, the quote-unquote, the powers that be. And we're just trying to play our role here at Mr. Dialogue and bring awareness, as Minister Server said he does and does so well. He, he keeps our community informed on the things that we need to be informed on. So, again, we'll start with you, Minister Server. Just your thoughts about the unawareness, if you will. I want to really start there because I think that's where we have to start, in my personal opinion. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I, like you said, I'm glad in the last couple of weeks that you, you've been hearing more about it. Like, I love the clips that you played for the people. Um, and yet, I think one of the things that has to happen from a grassroots level is that we have to take time to do our, our, our due diligence. Sometimes we are virtually just headline oriented or clickbait oriented, and without doing the real work. So you can, you know, the same thing that we're talking about. People can go and actually see that, you know, as I said this has been going on for a while. He's already won twice in the Ninth uh, Circuit Court. So for for the it, for for the case to even go to the Supreme Court is one thing, but then for the Trump's Department of Justice. To, to add on to it, and that's the, the main thing. Like, it, it's it's not just that it's going to the Supreme Court now. On August 15th, and mind this is current information, August 15th, when the Department of Justice filed, filed the uh, the brief 
to add on to it that they have to show that that was the only reason that um, Comcast is not doing business, which is that's not the way that the law was even written. They say that that was the only – when you talk about the the Civil Rights Act of 1866, you know, it, it talks about the legalities of racial discrimination. It doesn't say that has to be the only factor, but as again, as of August 15th, the brief that was filed by the feds, which is seeking to tighten the definition of the Reconstruction Era statute, mm-hmm. which will be in Comcast's favor. And that's the thing that um, not only do we need to talk about what's going on, but the details of it, which I, I haven't really heard people talking about Donald Trump's uh, Department of Justice, and we know what all the chaos is going on with that. <laughs> and, you know, it's just really interesting when you look at the black organizations from the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, um, NAACP, Urban League. Now, the, the L.A. Urban League put out a statement, a strong statement. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And yet we haven't heard anything from the National Urban League. So, again, it has to be we the people and whatever ways that we can bring awareness to the people. Um, that's um, Again, I, I appreciate you having me on just to even have a conversation about it. No, absolutely. Everything you just said, I think you're going to love. We're going to get into the details of everything you just heard. Again, if you are listening, this is, if this is, happens to be the first time you're hearing about this or maybe getting some of the details, just trust and believe. We're going to do our part on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show along with help from my co-host, Tamika Peoples. We're going to do our part and lay this thing out so that you as a listener can have a better understanding of not only what's going on, but what you might could do, and I'll admit, let me say this even before we start to get into those things, that I'm still trying to understand what I might could do as a citizen. Again, you will hear some suggestions. I got a killer mic cut later in the next hour, so this is a, if, 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 you, if you don't have your Saturday planned out, uh, if you typically tune in for 15 to 30 minutes, this is not the show to do that. Sit down and enjoy <laughs> this show, um, but from a very important, needed standpoint, this is a very important show. Tamika, again, thank you, Queen, for being with us. As you said in your intro, this you are literally in this directly in contracts. You understand this better than the average person as you are a consultant. You make your living this way. And when I reached out to you this week, again, no, not this is no issue for those who don't know about it. You hadn't heard about it either, but I know how diligent you are when you go do your research, so I can only imagine your shock and surprise when you came to understand what's about to, what's happening right before our very eyes and the unawareness about it, specifically when you understand this probably better than I know I would, considering that you're in this field specifically and the ramifications that could come of it outside of just what happens to Byron Allen. So if you will, Queen, just tell me and you getting in, getting into the details and what you've learned. Uh, you know what what did, what did it mean for you knowing that this is your background, if you will, Queen? Wow. So one, this, <laughs> I'm I'm very I was very shocked to not have heard much more about it in the in, not even in the mainstream media, but even from our our black leadership groups because they've been you know relegated to some degree. But wow. Okay. So. When you talk about contracting and actually the big boys uh, having to do business with, we're going to put quotes here, I'm air quoting, diversity suppliers, they have a very small percentage by which they have to do that. And what we're noticing in the contracting era is that 
um, companies are really using this diverse supplier, which was really targeted at African-American-owned companies specifically, and they're, they're playing games with that, right? They're putting women, sometimes, you know, mostly white women in charge of these companies and getting these mm-hmm. these. These, these very large, multi-million, five-year contracts, right? And so when you talk about a conglomerate like Comcast, who also owns Xfinity, who if you're in a local area, you probably are an Xfinity user because most of your municipalities have contract deals with Xfinity and Comcast to render you services like your Internet. What they're really telling you is, is hey, we played the long game here. We knew when Trump got elected, we were going to stack the Supreme Court. And any any decisions that were based on specifically targeting and being um, and towing the line to this 1866 civil rights decision, we're going to appeal all of that. And we're going to essentially take that off the table for you all. We're not going to be beholden to the requirement that was set on the books back in 1866. They already they took the land, right, so they could lay all the infrastructure, and then they made deals so that they could come through with byways on their infrastructure and then then, then charge you services for that. But now we're not going to be required to really give you a level playing field. When we can go through all of their documentations and their records and see that they're not doing business with us and see they're playing funny games with the contracts and these diverse supplier programs, which anyone who's tried to be a part of a diverse supplier program, your eyes are, will be fairly well open as who these diverse suppliers yes, really will. are. Okay. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> they played the long game, family, and we were asleep. And we had some of our leaders under these programs – you know, be quiet about it and sign off on memorandums about it just to be figureheads so they can get these mergers, big mergers done and keep buying up all these small companies. Now they're the, they, they own 90% of the delivery pathways to every household in America. <laughs> that is a lot me, been said we, there. Yeah, so to me, I think we need to, one, really understand what's going on. And once we really understand it, we, as the consumers, as the 90% watchers of these programs, Black America watches more TV than any other ethnic group, we, need, we can do a lot of things. But we need to be prepared to really do it. I'm not talking about that I'm boycotting NFL stuff, not watching it for a year. I'm talking about calling Comcast and Xfinity and cutting off your and cutting off your services. If that's what it comes down to, because these boys ain't playing with us, they already at the Supreme Court with an injunction talk about appeal on my behalf. And the Department of Justice, a stacked Department of Justice, a stacked Supreme Court is already coming out and writing briefs about it. You know how this decision is going to go. So any of us who's talking about ownership, real ownership a real seat at the table, or even building your own table, this ain't no game. We're not playing no more. Time to get educated about it, and it's time to take action. Sorry, go ahead. It is not a game to the extent. I want want people, what you just said, I was going to say something else, but what you just said is so poignant that it has to be reiterated. As you, if you're listening to this show, and as you hear, again, I'm going to play cuts throughout the show. You're going to hear from our special guest, Mr. Server. Clearly, you hear Tamika's background and how her amazing understanding of exactly what's happening as we speak pretty much. Un- un- we don't even know about it, 
But the thing that you just said, I want people to hear this clearly as you're listening to this show, whatever your framework may be, whether it's a seat at the table, whether it's an ownership or build your own, I need you to understand that everything you're hearing for the rest of the show, this affects it all. Like, don't, I will give, go ahead and put my opinion at this point. I usually say my opinion to the very end, but I will say that there is not a solution that we've offered when it comes to having our, whatever it's do it yourself, get a seat at the table, whatever it is, there is not a solution that can be offered that this decision without an understanding of it that can be offered without this being affected. Like there is no do it because as you just explained, own the land, own the byways. So it's not like as you like when you're laying out the affinity, like the fact that, like you said, the way things are when you say, well, why do I even have this option? Why don't I have more options? When you understand when there's ownership of the byways, you have to be, in order to play, you have to play on those byways. This is what's at risk for the most part. Reverend, sorry, Minister Server, if you will, any thoughts on what Tamika had to say for the caller that's out there on the line? If you want to get in, you do need to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. If you're on the Internet listening, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. 787 one six nine one. You will need to press one to let us know you want to speak, Minister Server. Any thoughts on what Tamika brought to the table? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with one hundred percent with what she was saying, and you know, I think a, a number of times, as she said, even with her being in the field that she in that, that she's in the legal field, um, people just have, haven't been aware of it. So it's, it's really important that we use, you know. One of the things that we can do as a black community, you know, we talk about black Twitter and things of this nature, we can utilize that just to bring awareness. And so once the awareness comes, then that's when the pressure comes uh, for them to do stuff. So if you look at what they're doing with the Los Angeles NAACP, it says that there's, a, there's a letter that was written that really talks about, you know, you talk about what can we do, and they they lay it out in, in plain detail of, of, of what it is. And, what we have to understand now, when you when you look at where we are as black people in this country, as African Americans in this country, that we have to see that we are working right now on some things that have already been done, meaning that we're talking about a law that's been on the books since 1866 that really we haven't even utilized it to the level uh, most people probably weren't even aware of it until this lawsuit, but now here we are having um, the Department of Justice try to come in and change it in the favor of this 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 company and you know again the level of the the disrespect that Comcast I mean you talk about being hypocrites all day on their on their networks you know uh, MSNBC and you know other shows they have shows all day that are talking about Donald Trump and you know just how terrible it is and the racist tweets and things of that nature and yet they're teaming up with the Department of Justice to discriminate against black people, you know, from a from an 1866 civil rights uh, perspective. And they know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to pervert the law 
and it's up to us to continue to do what we're doing. You know, you, you having the show is very important. You know, whether people are listening now, listening later, it is an ongoing uh, uh, process. The case is, is on November 13th. So we have about a good month to really bring that heat, to bring the awareness. And, and as the sister said, not just a, a simple boycott, but people do have to, um, you know, Comcast makes a lot of money from black people, you know what I'm saying, from the different services. And if we truly uh, understand what's at stake, then we'll make those sacrifices because it'll pay off for us in the long run. And that's what it's really about, you know, the long game, as the sister said. Absolutely. And let me explain this will be about a minute and a half before our next break. So the 1866, if this is, again, if this is your first time hearing about it, let me help people understand how it even came into play, the Civil Rights Act of 1866. So what happened was, again, as we already mentioned, Byron Allen has basically won his case twice at the Ninth Circuit, and he was the one that actually invoked the Civil Rights Act of 1866 exactly. to win this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, just again, just to give a little explanation for people that are just hearing about it. And so basically the standard, and and we're going to get more in detail on this, but Minister Server talked about it, but the standard was basically discrimination where race was a motivating factor. So they can look at a lot of things. And so when Byron brought it forward, um, $10 billion against one company and $10 billion, I think a total of $20 billion total, but between two companies, and so basically he brought it forward and says, hey, they're disregarding this law that was put in place to, and, and that law was put in place to, to give a little more context, was, think about the Emancipation Proclamation, it's 1863, so the law was put in place to allow our former enslaved ancestors to be able to sue if they were not allowed to get into industry, now that they were in a quote-unquote free throughout the nation, Believe it or not, their Civil Rights Act was put in place to say, hey, they now have to become players in industry, and this law was put in place that if they found that they were discriminated against, they could actually use this law to sue. Now, of course, we know the history of this country wasn't always that simple, but it was on the books, and Byron Allen smartly used it to win his case against Comcast. And, again, he started this back in 2015, and now they're trying to overturn it now that he used it effectively. They don't want the law to be effective any longer. We are up against the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Square Business Entertainment brings you their latest hit, I Really Want You, by Taylor Pace. Take a listen. If you're loving this as much as I am, be sure to go to their YouTube page and subscribe. Search for Square Business Entertainment. They are also rewarding their fans with a new release every 30 days. Here's another one by Taylor Pace. Love Can't Define This. Love Can't Define This. Can capture all your sweetness and your kindness. Love can define us. We're crippled and love would only blind us. Well, love can define So it's real simple. These, these uh, token donations they make to him, as reported in the New York Post, allows them to have racial cover. This is why we're not getting enough advertising or any advertising from McDonald's and Coca-Cola 
and Chrysler and General Motors and AT&T. They don't spend any money with African-American-owned media. Something that's very alarming, AT&T spent more money on Al Sharpton's lavish 60th birthday than they spent on Ebony Magazine, the biggest African-American magazine in America, around 70 years, 10 million readers per month. AT&T spent only $30,000 <laughs> on that magazine. Walmart has given money to Al Sharpton. Walmart doesn't spend any money in Ebony Magazine, and they barely do business with me in a long-term partnership, and I'm constantly going back and forth with Walmart and Chrysler as well. So he is the least expensive Negro. Don't really do business now, with you know real African-American-owned companies. Something like that. Sound. I mean, when you say that about Al Sharpton, are you, are you saying he's the numbers? Down the numbers are actual. The numbers are just just follow the money. That you know, don't do business with real African-American-owned companies. Just make a token. Give him fifty thousand and a bucket of chicken, and we're good. We won't have any problems with real African-American-owned media. You should not be Chrysler. You shouldn't be giving him money and not spending money you're, with me and others like me and Phoebe Wonders radio so station here in Los Angeles. But aren't you trying to shake them down the same way by filing this lawsuit, which you no, know is not going to succeed? No, no, no. Brian, let's define a shakedown. He doesn't give anything in return. I am a legitimate businessman. I am one of the largest independent producers of television and media in the world. I have 36 television shows on the air and seven 24-hour HD networks. They're not letting us participate in the $50 billion that they spend on licensing and advertising. There's a very big difference. He's the shakedown. I'm the legitimate entrepreneur. We have to make well, we're, sure we're that... We're showing some of your programs right now, but let me read Comcast's response. I think it's really important to hear their side here. They say this sure. complaint represents nothing more than a string of inflammatory, inaccurate, and unsupported allegations. We are proud of our outstanding record supporting and fostering diverse programming. They went on to say we will re defend vigorously against the scurrilous accusations, allegations in this complaint, and we fully expect that the court will dismiss them. Now, Sharpton has not commented on the record. Uh, do you have a question for him or a thing you'd like him to address about this? No, Al Sharpton's not that. He's not important. He's nothing more than a, a black pawn in a very sophisticated white economic chess game. He's being used by his white masters at Comcast and AT&T. He just needs to shut up and get in the bleachers. What we have to do is get there, get these corporations to understand you must include African-American-owned media. We have to stop the financial genocide against the black community. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Tamika Peoples. Our special guest this morning, Minister Server, for this morning's discussion question, Byron Allen's Supreme Court case, why does it matter? I chose to go back and get a cut from way back 2015 when he's bringing it forward and so to give some context of what everybody just heard there's two things I want to point out and I'll let my guests point out whatever they want to point out from that cut but again I want to give a little context so you were hearing it before he had won his case and so you heard the co-host CNN co-host or the host I should say uh, kind of come back and say well here's Comcast thought of it so they kind of laid out this was a frivolous suit uh, we stand by our record and clearly the Ninth Circuit Court didn't see it that way. And so since that time, as you hear Byron kind of laying it out at the time when he was bringing it forward, the, the courts felt very different, and he actually won his case. And obviously the big part that you also hear is speaking of 
Reverend Al Sharpton, who has a show on Comcast, and that's making reference to what he's talking about, throwing money to a, a Reverend Al Sharpton who's quiet on this issue because he's set up, but he's ultimately this whole contracting issue affects our whole community, and so that's where Byron is coming from when he says they're not advertising with me, and he's and so it's not about him as much as he's saying here's the big picture. So again, I'll start with our guest, Minister Server. Any thoughts on what you just heard? But again, I just wanted to give a lot of context of why I chose a cut from before he actually had won, if that makes sense. I'm sorry, Minister, let me pull you up live. One second. Sorry about that. <clears throat> All right, we got you live. We got you live, Minister. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that you know that was that was an excellent clip to play because people need to understand the background of it, and particularly when it comes to you know these uh, these leading leading blacks like Al Sharpton. Um, you know, a number of times they are self-serving. Like you know, the guy was saying that you know, well, aren't you doing the same thing that Sharpton was doing? And Byron Allen Collective said no, because he's an entrepreneur doing business, whereas though Sharpton really stands for Sharpton, like even with the National Action Network, like what do they really do? They had a National Action Network here in, in Atlanta, and they did nothing, which is why they don't have a chapter here again. So we have to be honest about what's, what's, what's really going on. And as you said, that was prior to the case. So not only did he win the case in the, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, because, you know, when Comcast was saying it was frivolous and this that and the other, they rejected the argument completely, and it ruled in the company's favor not only once but twice. You know, what I'm saying? stating that uh, Byron Ellis Company has shown that race was a motivating factor, which is a quote that was used among the other reasons that they um, chose to stay under the Civil Rights Act of 1866. Now, what's different now is that, as I said, on August 15th, the Department of Justice in 2019. The Department of Justice has gone in and said that no, you know, now they change it from a motivating factor to a quote that they call but for, meaning that you have to show that it, it was not uh, but for the race, then they would have given them the contract, meaning that race was the only factor, which we know in business, race, race is never the only factor of not doing business. So while that may seem like a small change, it's, it's a major change that will yes. affect uh, um, the case. And, and as the sister said, I, I would agree. It's not an accident that Trump has stacked the su Supreme Court, that he stacked these, uh, um, even the, the lower appellate courts, because a number of times we, we are, are being distracted of the circus that is the Trump administration, and we're missing the, the details that are happening in our everyday lives. The real, the so, real you know, action, we have what's, to, what's, yeah, what's really happening. Yeah, well, we're yeah, really happy. Yeah, so, Absolutely. So, so, you know, you playing those clips are, are very important because we have to, you know, we, we're at a time now where we have to, uh, um, Dr. Dr. George Frazier talks about where we have to be able to socially ostracize those that are not for the cause of black people as a whole. You know, we have to be able to, and, and social media is, is, is a, a strong tool that we can use to call out those that are not about us collectively. You know, Frederick Douglass, excuse me, Frederick Douglass said, there can be no individual achievement without collective progress, meaning that it's, it's not about uh, Oprah or Jay-Z. It's, it's about us collectively. And, you know, if, if, if we're not looking at how we can move forward collectively, then they will always be able to use the same tactics, which is divide and conquer, that they've used over us. And, and now is, is it this, this case 
you know, as as Byron I was saying, it's, it's way bigger than than his uh, company, you know, because Entertainment Studios, you know, that's one of the largest privately held companies in the world, you know. What I'm saying so, they're going to be Byron I was going to be fine no matter what happens to this case. So it's not about him. It really is about us and understanding our positions, particularly when it comes to media. Be, you know, because one of the things that they've always yeah. used against us, you know, is is that the whole image. Yeah, the and, and Absolutely. Let me let me get Tamika's so. thoughts on this as well. Yeah, now we good. Yeah, because I'm you, you heard that cut as well. Again, I wanted to give some context and go back to before we were up at the point that we are now. So yeah. any thoughts yeah. that stood out to you, um, Tamika, as well from that cut or anything that Rep um, Minister Server is saying. Yes, in fact, Mr. Allen said it well, right? The, these companies like to play these games, right? So at the beginning of the year, they'll, they'll carve out advertisement dollars, and they will try to say they're spending it with black-owned companies when they're really spending it on black-owned channels that they own, right? So if they're dumping money into Al's show, they get to publicly say or publicly depict that they're diverse. And what, what, Mr., uh, what Mr. Allen is saying is, no, we're talking about spending money with real black-owned businesses. Al Sharpton is a figurehead and someone who is already on you guys' channel. Just because you're dumping money into his pocket or spending advertising dollars on his channel, that is not the same as equally distributing the advertising dollars that comes into the major highway, oh, by the way, you own and control. Right? So – we have to we, we have to go back to when they really started solidifying this, okay? We know they took our land. <laughs> we know they, they, they owned all the industry buckets for us to get, even get into the ownership game. We couldn't even own businesses, people. And now they're saying, no, you have to now prove on public, on public data that we discriminated only for race. That's a big problem, family, because you're only going to be able to have what's publicly available. None of their private backroom data that says any of the information by which they're, they're making their decisions. So how are you going to do that? And so this but-for decision is going to – and, oh, by the way, remember, they already took class action lawsuits off the table. That's one of the first executive orders he signed. So you can't come together with a bunch of other companies – who look like you, who's had the same experience in suit, right? That's gone. You have to individually come up against a billion-dollar multi-conglomerate. No, Alan, he, he was able to do it, right? But imagine the little it. guy. Yeah, he did it. And he did it. But they and he did it. They waited it out, though. See, appeal, it, this is why it's really important we pay attention to the nuances of why somebody's in office and the policies and the people they're putting in place for years to come. So they played the long game because they knew on appeal they were going to a Supreme Court that might be more favorable to a but-for decision. And let me, let me so throw this we, out. See, I don't, yes, oh, I'm sorry. Let me just throw this out real quick. No, go ahead. And again, no, this ahead. is my assessment. You know, again, we all are learning of this situation. I didn't know anything about it in 2015. I didn't know anything about it in 2016. You know what I mean? I think just because I do this work, I started seeing, you know, little things here or I would catch a Byron Allen talk about it, but I didn't pursue it at the time or whatever. And, again, from the cut that I just played, he hadn't won at the time. Uh, but with that said, I would even throw this out, that when you say playing the long game, I'll go as far as, by him reaching back to the 1866 Civil Rights Act, 
smartly, you know, to his advantage. I would actually go as far as, it, in a sense, since they already kind of have things wrapped up, in, in a sense, and you talked about how even before Byron Allen brought this forward, there are ways where, you know, the percentage that they even have to give to minorities is already small, in a sense, and they even play games with that. I have plenty of friends in contracting who go experience the very thing that you talked about in the beginning, um, Tamika. But what I would even – I would even go this far – and saying, well, I think it's almost – it wasn't until he smartly used it that it got on their radar because now i got to defend, and this is a national conglomerate, media conglomerate, mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, how do we smartly now do something about it because when we went to court and just did it legally based on how the laws are on the books, twice we took an L. So I think it's actually a response to him smartly pulling up a law of a hundred years ago, not so much so that they had planned to do it, but they're now come up with a way. And how, well, in a sense, what perfect timing to let you see the Department of Justice get involved to forward and say, Supreme Court, you should listen to this case. Because if you understand, and we know we understand how the Supreme Court works, they get to decide typically on their own what they're going to hear and who they're not going to hear. And they, they hear very few cases in the big scheme of things. But of course, if you get the DOJ, DOJ involved, then the Supreme Court says, oh, yeah, we'll pick this case to hear. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of what I, I see it. Not so much that they prepared for it, but this is he was successful. Then they've made these steps. Yeah. We're actually up against the break. You I got always, Brother Pianchi that wants to. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. We got Brother Pianchi. You can always bet. I'm sorry. Go ahead and say that real quick, and I'll let, we'll go to break. I'm no, just you saying. can go always bet that there's going to be an appeal. You can always bet there's going to be an appeal. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> very fair. No, nah, very fair. No, nah, very fair. So let's go to break. We'll come out of the break. We got Brother Pianchi won't get on the line. For the other callers that are out there, you have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We're going to go to a break. We're going to play another cut as well. We're going to keep playing cuts to give more context of what's happening right before our eyes. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. First, as a matter of fact, I if you want to ask me, quite frankly, the motivating factor standard is still too low. Like, I would want to expand if race, if race was a part of it at all, if race entered into the decision at all, it only has to be a motivating factor. We should be working to make that standard, to, bro- to, to, to broaden that out. They're narrowing the scope to a point where it's impossible to sue. You can't ever prove a but-for standard, but-for race. 
You can't prove that unless you were in the room and you have a recording of them calling you a monkey. That's the only way you can prove that. And guess how often that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard that, family. You heard what she just said. She tried to pass the buck onto other people, trying to blame them for it and ask them why they're not doing anything about it. There's nothing anybody can do to, about this. The only thing I could I possibly think that could be done about this is Byron Island drops the lawsuit so it never goes to the Supreme Court. Or one of the five Supreme Court justices go left. That's the only thing that can be done about this. Nothing else can be done about it. No lobbying, no letter, no letter writing, nothing. And no black person in living history has even been through a situation like this before. Never. Like, when have we ever even been through a situation like this before? Like, what are they supposed to do? It's already going to the Supreme Court. They got a 5-4 advantage. Three of the judges is appointed by Trump. One of them, somebody's going to have to go left. If they don't, it's this decision will have an effect on everybody in the country. This will affect every, this will change the way any type of discrimination, any type of lawsuit, any type of anything is, be, is being done in the country from now on. To make, to the point where you won't be able to do it. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Sox Utilities, along with special guest co-host Tamika Peoples. Our special guest is Minister Server. This morning's discussion question, Byron Allen's Supreme Court case, why does it matter? As you just heard, Yvette Cornell, if you're familiar with her, as well as a brother by the name of Javen Bullets, who's in disagreement with the approach. And so if you're familiar with the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, we're always trying to bring different perspectives to the table, and you hear uh, breaking down what Minister Server, Minister Server has been clearly talking about throughout his time with us is the idea of what's happening with the appeal, which is an attempt to change the standard by which the law is interpreted. So that is what's up at play. But as you hear David Bullets, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, as you hear, hear him saying, he's saying the risk is by even going forward and taking the L possibly, because um, as we see, it seems to be set up that we know which way this decision is going to go. And if that is, in fact, true, well, David Bull is saying, from his perspective, to protect the opportunity to still go forward would require this case not going forward. And, again, I'm not saying which side I'm on. Again, I love I love and welcome perspective. We actually have a caller that wants to get in, Brother Pianchi out of St. Louis. Good morning, King. How you doing, if you will? You know, give us your three cents on this morning's discussion. Well, I think it's a it's a good move, but you know, you talk about the 1866 Civil Rights Act. <clears throat> you know, that was vetoed by initially by Andrew Johnson, who was a Democratic president. Is a Republican Congress that put the 1866 and one before that. And matter of fact, all up until 1964, I believe that, that put those forth, but. The 1866 was ratified by the 14th Amendment, which came right. on the heels of the Dred Scott decision. 
but this isn't the first time because back in the in the mid or early eighties there was a case that that uh, hailed out of Los Angeles, and it is depicted very well in a book called The Anatomy of a Hustle. Cable comes to South Central L.A. And it had to do with a appeal to the Supreme Court because a respondent, and I think these were black uh, companies, a black conglomerate that was trying to uh, get into the cable business in South Central, in Los Angeles. And uh, they filed suit under similar circumstances based on the violation of their First Amendment rights being able to assert programming on cable, which would go, you know, to people who was wanting to hear. So, no, I'll be interested to see how this turns out. I hope it turns out well. He's going about doing it the right way, knowing of the law and the timing. Uh, I don't think that the, the present president done the things, uh, put things in fact to stop this from going through, but let's see what happens. It's more. It's more play than just that. No, fair enough. Thank you for your thoughts. Now, I will say hey, this get before that you book go, if you have a chance. Get that book if you hey, have you a chance. Know, yeah, a you read. always giving us. You always giving us key information for us to be smarter about understanding legally and laws and how business works. So, again, that's your background. But one thing I will say, I I will throw out just based on the thing you said last, and to kind of share with you, and I'll get a quick thought from you on it is. Well, I think the DOJ move is actually the president getting too involved, especially, I was going to say this for later, but I'm going to say it right quick, just to, even for awareness purposes, and then I want to hear your thoughts on it very quickly. But it, it was just earlier, a couple of weeks ago, because uh, Tamika laid out, he just pretty much got the DOJ involved and saying, hey, you know, we want to pretty much side with Comcast. But it's funny considering that just a couple of weeks ago he was talking about how bad Comcast is. But, you know, that's obviously related to something else as far as how he's covered. But it's funny to see him talk specifically bad about Comcast saying something to the effect of they give they give him 100% bad coverage. And then a week later when, when this case is going forward, uh, when, it, when Comcast is attempting to bring this case forward, the DOJ is saying, hey, we're on the we're we want to get this standard change. So I'm just pointing out that I think in this situation he is and you're gonna hear a cut that says it even more thoroughly than I'm saying it, but just saying that he that the administration is involved in it more so than just keeping their hands off. Because in my opinion, if they would keep their hands off, we might not have this but for standard being pushed in my opinion. Well I think Comcast would push it, but I think it would be nice if the D, if the DOG DOJ wasn't siding with them, if you will. Any thoughts on that before I let you go, brother? Pierre? Well, you know, I agree with you. And see, politics, you know, we always said that uh, businesses control politics. Now, at some Absolutely. point in time in a person's life, they will realize that. And in the initial uh, introduction of cable, there was a lot of black cable companies who came along and met their demise to a couple of companies. One is Charter Communications, and probably the other that I don't know of because they weren't in my vicinity is Comcast. Comcast does have a long record of bad customer service. So here's mm -hmm. the thing. You take advantage of situations the way they are. You take advantage of the political climate. Timing is not only good with comedians. Timing is good in life. And now right. it seems to me is a good time 
for him to be able to achieve what he's trying to achieve. I wish him good luck. He has my support. Hey, appreciate you, brother Pianchi. Uh, thank you for all the always you great insight. I always tell people, uh, I think we have the smartest audience in all of radio. I will say for anybody else out there listening, um, and I see you on the line, you do have to press 1. If you want to get on like Brother Pianchi, please press 1 on your phones. Uh, I have a lot of people who listen via their phones, so I don't want to bring you up if you're just enjoying the conversation. Um, Tamika, I'll let you kind of piggyback off of what you heard uh, Brother Pianchi bring to the table again. This is your background as well, and then we'll get some thoughts from Minister Server. Go ahead, Tamika. Well, yeah, I, I agree. You know, the timing is is right for them to appeal this decision, and 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 they're they're using <laughs> they're using this but for to really narrow the scope. And I I I am actually nervous about the decision because I feel yeah. like the the judges that are on the Supreme Court will, you know, they could decide in favor of Comcast, and if that happens, it is not a good playing field for all other owned businesses, black-owned, minority-owned businesses, to have a level playing field in this industry or in any industry. And when they go to battle... That's the scary part. Any industry is the issue. That's why, right, that's when when I'm promoting this is the most important case of our lifetime. It's the, uh, if you understand precedence within legal cases, this precedent will be able to use in any industry, not just the cable industry, and so it sounds like I'm hearing you say, Tamika, you're you not that you're saying you're saying that you're suggesting what Javon Bullis from the Cut was suggesting, but in you being nervous, and and I agree with you that the court is set up like like he said, unless one goes left, we kind of know what the decision will be. So he goes as far as to say that dropping the lawsuit may be the way to go. And I don't want to get into debating that, and he, he's not here to debate and tell his perspective, but I do understand if we think the decision is going to be one way. I don't know that his thought is necessarily wrong, if that makes sense, considering that it seems that the the, the courts are set up to go in favor of Comcast. Minister, sir, we've got about a couple of minutes before we go to the top of hour. Any thoughts from you as well, King? Uh, yeah, I mean, his thoughts are definitely wrong because if, it, if it's not now, then it will be later. You can't run away from what's going on. And, and, and as the caller said before, I definitely agree that the timing is right now. So, uh, you know, you know the, the way that the, the Los Angeles NAACP, you know, which is to me the, the only one that, that, that I've seen that I know of that has, you know, made bold steps of what needs to happen. And, you know, one of the things that they talk about more than anything else that if, Comcast, you know, puts itself out as being, you know, diverse and, you know, about the people and things of that nature, then, you know, there's a quote where it says, I just want to read this quote, it says, um, what you do now will tell us whether you are truly a supporter of the cause or just an enemy working from within trying to control our behavior. The city of Los Angeles chapter made a point of noting in its correspondence. If you are a supporter of the cause, you will immediately and without condition withdraw your appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. So, again, we're talking right. about the opposite of what the bill was talking about. He was talking about Byron Allen needed to um, withdraw. No, uh, Comcast has already lost twice. They need to accept the loss and, and, and now rectify that situation by simply doing the right thing. And if they don't, also in, in the letter, they, they, they lay out some um, some next steps that if they, you know, um, do not uh, choose to withdraw. Go with the 
recommendations, then there are things that we have to be willing to do, and that's the point that we have to get to. Because again, if it does go to case, if Comcast, which is not likely that they are going to drop the case, we have to be prepared for the next steps. And right now, the Los Angeles chapter, under the, the leadership of uh, Michael Lawson, has, has laid out some steps that we can uh, use those to to build upon and, and add to whatever the case is. But the main thing is the awareness. We have to do our due diligence, and all of us have a circle of, of influence that if we share this information, it will continue to grow because we are that influential in this country, particularly when it comes to things that we care about. Uh, absolutely. We are at the top of the hour. So if, we will, um, if you're a regular listener, you know the top of the hour, one of our sponsors, Square Business Entertainment, always offers a new hit every 30 days. I'm actually playing one from a couple of months ago that I really, really love. So um, enjoy a little music before we come back uh, from this break. We'll play another cut to continue our discussion on Byron Allen's Supreme Court case. Why does it matter? We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Hey dogs, I mean, it's crazy how it's been like a year since Big Bro died. Yeah. right now and what I what all these people who are talking a lot should be engaged in and talking about right now it's happening right now this isn't about Byron this is about a slave law this is a reconstruction era law about our opportunity that Byron Allen is using to defend himself in the Supreme Court this is our anti-discrimination discrimination law being taken away. And the reason I have Donald Trump's picture up, President Trump's picture up, is because he, his Department of Justice has stepped into this on the side of Comcast. Now understand. Understand one thing for me. Comcast Comcast Donald Trump has, has railed all the way against against Comcast and the fake media and all of that. You got to understand what it takes is a black man who is trying to do business 
and trying to win for them to come together for the sake of whiteness and to get him out of here because that's all it's about. They're trying to get you out of here. They're trying to get us out of here. This ain't about Byron. This is about that law. This law is intended to protect us. That's the law he's using. We need that law to exist. So, Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Tamika Peoples, special guest Minister Server, Byron Allen, Supreme Court case. Why does it matter? As you hear another cut from your vet, Cornell, I got some callers on the line. If you're trying to get in, you do need to press one. Yes, Minister Server, we'll start with you as you hear Yvette Cornell break down kind of what you've been saying the entire time. But, again, just any thoughts that she gives her passionate plea for why this law needs to exist. The question I'll kind of, kind of at, you know, you've kind of said, hey, the time is now, go forward, which I think you were, in a sense, not necessarily agreeing with a, a Javen a Bullets, um, which you were laying out before the break. You know, there's these other steps that are going to be necessary. I'm um, play a killer mic cut that gets into some of those steps. The one thing I'll say before you speak is this. Here's just to give context and uh, the idea of awareness, because you always speak to awareness, Minister Server. Had our awareness been larger about this case before this point, because we're up against the 11th hour, let's be honest about that. Had it been awareness, then it would have been nice to have our quote-unquote leadership pushing to the, for the very thing that we heard come out of, as you said, that letter from the NAACP, almost now seeming a little too late. But we should have for years been saying, accept the results that came out of the court case, as you said, and honor it. This is what we could have been pushing for. We could have been, you know, it, it, I think Javon Bullitt said, you know, the letter writing is, neither here nor there, and he may be right at this point. But I'm just pointing out that had our awareness been more, then we could have had, we could have galvanized, and it's not a could have, would have, should have conversation, but it's to give perspective that as we're getting awareness, it will have to include action. The action that could have happened before this point might have been saying, don't bring this appeal. We're past that point. The appeal is going forward November the 15th. Had we known, we might have took steps that have, that would have stopped Comcast for pushing this appeal, possibly. Whether people believe that or not, I know it couldn't have happened while it happened while we were asleep on the job, while we were unaware. We're finding out when they're at the stage that makes Tabika says, I'm fearful of this decision, and I agree with her. We're at a point where it doesn't look like things are in our favor, and I hope this could be the moment to move us toward some of the action that you were laying out from that letter. Go ahead, um, Minister Server, uh, if, if you will. Uh, yeah, definitely, you know, if the awareness was there, things could have been done differently. But we also have to remember that this case is not just Comcast. It's Comcast and Charter, along with uh, which, is, which which controls AT&T, DirecTV. Has a, there's, there's two cases, there's two suits. There's a $20 billion mm-hmm. suit against Comcast, and then there's a $10 billion suit against Charter, AT&T. Like so, 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 for example, a couple of weeks ago here in Atlanta, they just had the revoked summit where they had a number of, you know, young black entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and hip-hop things that nature. Talk about a number of different things. They had um, the, the guy, um, um, 
talking about the uh, Tulsa thing, uh, Jay Morrison talking about, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But even even if they weren't aware during that time, because it was sponsored by AT&T, they're, they're not going to talk about something that's going against, you know, which is why Yvette Carnell and, and Antonio Moore, big up to them for sure, because they are front line and they're giving the information on a consistent basis and a practical kind of way. We have to utilize other media because these big media – uh, uh, entities are not going to go against themselves, and they're not going to have people that go against themselves. So even though you have people on it that, that claim to be uh, uh, liberal and progressive and left and things of that nature, mm-hmm. as as I just said in that clip, they will have a problem coming together for whiteness, and that's something that we have to be honest about. You know, it's like all day you rant and rave about the racist tweets of Donald Trump, and then when it comes, and mind you, this only happened August 15th, bro. This is, this is right. right now happening. You know, say August 15th, they jumped into the fray because, again, if they would have just left it alone, then the same thing that happened in the Ninth Court, uh, the Ninth Circuit would have exactly. happened as well. They would have interpreted it that way. But specifically, which goes to what, the, uh, what, what Tamika was saying about them stacking these courts and, and, and stacking these uh, uh, positions that we're simply not being aware of, and, and a number of times is because we are so caught up in the social entertainment part you know what I'm saying, uh, that, that we're not understanding that politics is about policy. And if you're not aware of the policies that, that, that are going on, but even even more than that, going forward, you know, we, 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 we can only go forward. So, you know, what if right. every black organization, um, every uh, uh, um, black uh, uh, media company that wasn't controlled by the enemy took the same position as the Los Angeles NAACP and said that if you are really down with the cause and not just the enemy working for within to control our behavior and your support of the cause, you will immediately and without condition withdraw their appeal to the Supreme yeah. Court. Because if they withdraw their appeal to the Supreme Court, then that mm-hmm. means that they're ready to work with us and negotiate with us. Now, if they don't, mm-hmm. we have to be willing to do those other things that because more than likely – they just don't take us seriously, and that's the thing that I love about with um, where we are now. There's a seriousness that you know, Black America is waking up on a whole different level, which is why, you know, you know, just kind of on a side note, um, which is why even uh, 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 people like uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, who are African American, they're not getting the same traction with African Americans because they're not dealing with the issues that are right now. The salient issues of today mm-hmm. are dealing with, okay, first of all. This question of reparations is bigger than just writing a check, and 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 this is a part of it. This, these 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 laws that are on the books that we haven't known about, and our so-called leaders haven't talked about for a hundred years for whatever reason. It's not, it's not to necessarily dog mm-hmm. them out, but everything is timing, and we're in this time right now. So imagine if every just every NAACP mm-hmm. from the national on down took the Early. same exact approach. Like, if you don't do this, this is what we're going to do. But when you talk about why is that not happening, we look at Mark Morreale and, and the national body, which the way the NAACP is set up is not set up where um, they, they they don't have well, control getting, over they, yeah, the Yeah, they get money, exactly. too. They get money, too. Let me say that exactly. real quick because exactly. i got to call it, too. So, so we have yeah, to be yeah, yeah, they get money from so Comcast as well. We can let me throw this out just right now. Minutes, but, sir, let me throw this out because I want to get to the caller, too. Yeah. Let me throw this out because I want to I want to I want to make something very clear that you said and you said it, but I want to just make sure that people are honed in on it. When you brought up the, the revolt summit, it was very key because and you said it already, but I'm going to say it again to make sure that everybody's understanding. So the revolt summit for for all that it was worth 
there's also the concept that when we mentioned the Reverend Sharpton earlier, well, that Antonio Moore and Yvette have also called out that, in a sense, that Puffy possibly has one of those similar deals with Revolt TV as sure. well, where kind of a does. figurehead. And, hey, I want to go too. No I want to no go too deep on it. Let me get. Let me just. Let me get it out real. Yeah, let me get it out real quick so I can get to the caller. But that he's kind of serves in that role. So when you pointed out that the reason you won't have a Revolt Summit speak about it is because that's who feeds them. And this issue should have been one of the first things that's talked about when you're talking about the state of Black America. But you pointing out how the power of politics. Says, hey, you can put on this platform as long as you don't speak about things that matter. That's kind of what you're saying with that. Let's go to the caller real quick, and I'll get back to you, Tamika. Sorry about that, Queen. Area code four three four last three zero four one. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Good morning. This is uh, Kofi, and I'm here in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, I've been out of Atlanta for a while, my toy man. Good to hear your voice, bro. Um, Always, King. I was. Yes, sir. And then I was calling just because I want to just say, like, I know we want to work within, um, we're talking about our shops in the NAACP and the Supreme Court. We're working within these old structures that haven't really done a whole lot to serve us well. Um, the, the kind of politics that we're seeing from Donald Trump's administration in America, period, in more recent times is a lot more in your face. I think we got to really consider the fact that we, we're not going to be able to go with the respectability politics of just follow the the, the, the game plan. And think, like we're going to have to disrupt the process some in order to get this thing done. So I support uh, Byron Allen when he's saying, yeah, I, I don't want a bucket of chicken from Al Sharpton to uh, get get this objective completed. That's not going to really work for us. And I think we got to really be thinking about how do we disrupt the process. So when we come up and say, well, no, we're not voting for anybody unless they're talking about reparations, and a lot of a lot of black folks will start giggling, and, and oh, that's not gonna never work. Well, what you're doing isn't working either. I think we got to really be considerate of that as well, like really getting in their face and being like, no, 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 we're, we're gonna go ahead and make as much noise and cause as many problems until you really address our issues. That's what other people do, and we have to do the same thing. Ah, uh, thank you for the three that's cents, my beautiful comment. king. Appreciate you. No, yes, absolutely. Thank you Take for care. calling in. Thank you for supporting. Uh, Tamika, we got about a minute before break, so I'll let you kind of close us out before we go to break, and you can come back after break as well. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, so so listen, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly pretty much over the black leadership class that they've put in place, signed MOUs with, dumped money into so they can be figureheads, shut up in color, and get with the program. They got them on their coats. No longer, right? So this is why I appreciate the events and you of the world and all of my brothers and sisters who are actually listening, really trying to do something different, right? So if we've been relegated to a consumer class, what we have to understand is are we actually have the power, right? So if we're tired of this black leader-less class, then stop acquiescing and asking them to write letters. I don't care about their letters. I do care about some of the actions that they're calling out. But now the action has to be on us as the people to do something different. So if we're tired of the Comcast taking us for granted, mute Comcast. Cancel everything nice. about them and start digging into their pockets until they, until they acquiesce to what we're asking them to do. That's the only thing they're going to understand, family. Do understand this. Power only recognizes power. And the power play here is, hurt their pocketbooks. 
make their advertisers hey, it's realize a perfect that segue, we, we queen. Don't... Yeah, perfect segue. I'm sorry. No, perfect yeah, segue. I'm sorry. You I'm just... No, you're good. No, you're good. I... No, 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 you're perfect. You're perfect because the segue is going to reiterate what you're saying, and I'm going to let you come out of break. So so we're going to go to a quick break, and you're going to hear um, a, basically a cut. Uh, uh, um, Killer Mike was interviewed recently by the Griot, and so you're going to hear a cut where somebody's reading what Killer Mike had to say, and it, it, y'all sound just alike. I'm not surprised as much as I brought you on the show, and, and Killer Mike seems to always pop up anytime I have you on the show. It seems to be that important, and we're talking about, as you say, talking about doing things different. So perfect timing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. The rapper understands the usual challenges that Allen has faced over the years as a successful black entrepreneur. However, He also believes that these challenges must be met with an iron fist. If everything does not go as planned in this case, black people have to pull out a Comcast altogether, says Mike. We also have to look at the political parties that aren't supporting him and pull our support from them. We cannot look at this as if we're only fighting for Byron Allen. This is bigger than that. It's bigger than just the entertainment studio's head honcho. This is about precedent. And if Comcast has their way, it's a decision that will affect blacks as a whole. The Civil Rights Act of 1866 came about right after slavery ended and before Reconstruction. It was supposed to ensure that blacks had fair shake in business, explains Mike. Unfortunately, that hasn't always happened. Case in point, there's only one Bob Johnson, America's first and only black billionaire, where there could be many more. Systematic racism has put huge hurdles in the way, causing the playing field to be far from equal. If Allen is playing fair and he has the capacity to produce quality programming, why would they not allow him space at Comcast? You can't say people aren't interested. Everyone needs the weather, Killer Mike says of Allen, who acquired the Weather Channel for $300 last year. There's quality control with his networks. So what more do they want? We anticipate the answer will become clear during trial, but there are some things that Mike does believe can help this cause outside of the legal system. When we see that black moguls are not being treated fairly, the community cannot let them fight alone. We have to ask ourselves, are we willing to withhold our vote? If he's going to win, the community simply has to stand firm behind him. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team. This morning's discussion question, Byron Allen's Supreme Court case, why does it matter? Again, you heard a cut from the Grio speaking about what Killer Mike had to say about it. It was our guest co-host, Tamika, was 
basically ringing those sentiments well before the break. Queen, I'll let you finish your thoughts, and I'm pretty sure you heard more that you would like to speak about when you hear Killer Mike break it down from his perspective of, of how much, you know, we need to stand fast and finally wake up to here's an action that if we're ever going to galvanize, whoever that may be, this is the time to do so because we see, I think we're all agreeing here that it, at this point, this situation is stacked against us, so it's probably going to require us actually paying attention for once and all, and if we don't, it'll be to our own detriment and sad if we allow that to happen in this generation, in my opinion. Go ahead, Queen. Right, yeah, I just, you know, I have to show appreciation to the brothers who are uh, waking up, brothers and sisters who are bringing attention to this, but right now we're in, we're in the 11th hour. We're in the 11th hour, and, you know, we have to take more galvanizing steps. I would appreciate you know, national organizations to make statements, but we're beyond statements at this point. We have to be willing to take action. And the, the only action right now, I believe, from an individual perspective, maybe business owner perspective, is the monetary one and the pressure point one. And we do that by by withdrawing full stop from Comcast if they if they don't if they don't re, you know pull their pull their appeal because right. I I unfortunately have a sinking feeling about how that appeal is going to go. And this is one right. time we have to just get on code as a community, as a people. And the code is you won't mess with us like this. You will not take you will not take out the line in the sand. We have to have a line in the sand, family. And to me, this came And let me say this. No, let me say this. I, I am 100% agreement with you, Tamika. And I have to say this just due to, the number of times we've done discussions about um, boycotts in the past, specifically the NFL, obviously was one that we've done a couple of shows on. I even have a um, a video floating on the Mental Dialogue YouTube page, in a sense, talking about where I typically talk about the ineffectiveness of national boycotts. Where in this situation, I consider this to be very different, partly because of the information that I think Minister Server might have said it, or you may have said it, when we start talking about buying habits and how we are such large viewership when it comes to cable and TV. And so I want to point out, if, you, if you've seen or you've heard me talk about how I think boycotting typically is effective locally, versus nationally, I would like, if anybody who knows my stance, I want to point out at this moment the difference here is about usership and viewership when we effectively are large consumers of TV to the extent that us pulling out would be effective on a national level. There are some times where there have been, just to kind of clarify for those who've heard me speak in the past about national boycotts, there have been some national boycotts that would be necessarily ineffective based on our consumerism of the particular item. This is not that case. So I want to even throw that out for any of my longtime listeners who know how I personally feel about national boycotts. This would be one which is very effective because of our usership of cable and watching TV as a consumer base. That is something that we do. This would be very effective and it's, more than likely, and I think this is what I hear you saying, Tamika, that based on the way everything's lined up, this will be the necessary step that we need to galvanize and go beyond speaking about, but go be fully willing to do 
Um, I don't watch TV, so it's not even an additional thought or step for me. But as a consumer base who does watch a lot of TV, if this is not the inconvenience of walking to work as a Montgomery boy, bus boycott, who we applaud those investors on, on one hand for their willingness and discipline to be able to affect that boycott. We constantly talk about the ineffectiveness of boycott calls over the past 10, 15 years because there is no willingness to sacrifice. This cannot be the case this time because a loss is not a guarantee in if we take action as Tamika is calling for. If you will, Minister Server, the floor is yours. Go ahead, King. Yeah, definitely well said. Um, and, again, uh, when we're talking about doing things differently, you know, um, we, we, there are a number of things being done differently on the grassroots level for sure. But what these organizations have, the, the reason why we have to to uh, be able to utilize them because they are another a tool, they're another strategy. They have the infrastructure mm-hmm. to, be, to be able to do things, not that we're relying on the old systems, but, again, because we are a part of all the systems. You know what I'm saying? We have to use all the mm-hmm. strategies that we need, all the tools that we need. Definitely. We have to utilize all of them. It's not a this or that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing. But when we're talking about, um, you know, how do we move forward, again, you know, in the letter from the Los Angeles chapter of the NAACP lays it out. It, it talks about five things. Now, just very, very quick, like to go over those things. No, 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 no. Take, we still got we still got a half hour, brother. If we want, if we want okay, to go step okay. by step, because again, well, well, like well, why, well, why, why, know, why are we I'm, in this position if we can't serve the people? Take our let's take our right, time, sure and we ain't in no rush with this thing. We got a, a couple more breaks, but we'll get through all of them okay, because cool. people need to have an idea of what going forward looks like because yeah, it is that serious sure and we're going to take our time and step through it. So if the next half hour is these five steps, I'm good with that. Just so you know, go ahead and take your time, King. Well, 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 you know, we can just lay a lot and then kind of, you know, talk about them because you're okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Let's get into them. Let's not do them quickly. I want I'm, to make sure we I'm understand like, what our purpose is this morning. Go ahead, King. Definitely. And I'm and I'm and I'm reading from the uh, the uh, actual letter that that was sent to them because see, again, if we don't okay. understand the background of, of, of Comcast being actually on the on the uh, board of trustees of the National NAACP. That's where it starts oh, right yeah. there. Because again, if they are part of it, and the guy, uh, Mr. Roberts, who was one of the, the CEOs of, of, of Comcast, you know, he sent you know a letter about this. Um, uh, fostering diversity and inclusional thing that you hear, mm-hmm. but in but in, in actual time they're doing the exact opposite. So what they talked about is that if you choose to continue your attempt to eviscerate the civil rights law, we will have no choice but to call for a boycott of everything Comcast effective immediately, which will bring to this matter number one your regulators, including without limitation the Federal Communication Commission and Security and Exchange Commission. Two, your investors, many of whom demand that the public companies in which they use, uh, excuse me, public companies in which they invest adhere to basic tenets of basic civil rights value. Three, NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, USA, Bravo, e-viewers, and millions of whom look to your network's journalistic and editorial practices as paragons of American ethics and morals, bring it to their attention, your advertisers, many of which will, will many of which will have, withdraw, have withdrawn their advertising dollars from many media platforms, 
group showed hostility towards civil rights of African Americans. And five, your subscribers. And that's where it comes down to the people. The millions of African Americans and other ethnic minorities who are every month paying Comcast to be this conglomerate that is going against the very people that are benefiting you. So, again, because we're not aware of these things, then, again, even just the case being aware, but when we start laying down, these are five things that, that, that will happen if you don't do it, and we get a groundswell in it, then, then, then Comcast will again show, as they said, whether they are true, true allies or just people that are looking to control black people, not, not be in partnership with black people, but just want to control our narrative, particularly when it comes to multimedia, which we know is hugely important in the world in general. So, you know, we have to look at these uh, steps and, and lay these steps out and continue to have conversations like this. Again, appreciate you, you know, taking this time to really talk about it because a number of times it's not just the sound. And I would definitely uh, invite everyone to go to um, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore because mm-hmm. they have videos that, that, mm-hmm. that lay it out. And, and just for some of the clips that you play, people can do their due diligence and see how, you know, again, as, as as Killer Mike pointed out, you know, but, but you know, just on, on a side note, the same thing that, that that Killer Mike said on that show, he could have said that at the remote summit. You know, what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. again, when you look at all of the different factors, there's a lot of pieces that are being moved along right now, and yet. I believe those of us that are in a position to bring awareness to the people, to bring edu- uh, uh, to bring um, the information along with showing how the entertainment, like, okay, why why is this not a question that we are even hearing on uh, um, um, mainstream uh, conversations outside of the different news media that you you know run run clips on? This is this this should be conversations for particularly in the black business sphere. This is this is a serious case. Because it's talking about contracts and things of that nature, so you know we have to really mm-hmm. kind of right now, as, as both of you have pointed out, we're most certainly in the eleventh hour. We, we, we're literally talking about about a month before it goes to the Supreme Court. If it goes to the Supreme Court, now the way that this letter is written, and it's again interesting that it's coming out of Los Angeles. It's not coming out of the, the national body. Nationally, so, you know, I would challenge every, you know, again, along with those that are doing things grassroots and progressively, not not to mention that we are the biggest consumers. We we, we, we do hold the biggest uh, 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 um, number of uh, people that are buying into this. So for that, that's like a double slap in the face. You know what I'm saying? We're going to pay you. Right. And let me, let me, and let me clarify something you just said because I'm real particular <laughs> about this. Let me say this. We are the biggest, we are the biggest TV consumers because sometimes we, and I, I want to be specific because we're not the biggest consumers in the country. Uh, and so no, 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 I want to be making sure. No, no, no. I mean, I mean ahead, right, right. As you said, we watch, you know, like studies show that African Americans on an average watch yeah. 72 watch hours a week of television, which is ridiculous right. in itself. That's a whole nother show. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. a whole Absolutely. nother show. But, but um, you know, it, it's like, why, you know, why, why are we paying for our own discrimination? And, and, and that's the framework that just the average black person can understand that once it's explained to them. The, the challenge is for us to be um, persistent and consistent enough to bring this message until uh, November 13th and whatever happens, be, be able to deal with the after effects as well. 
You the know what I'm saying? So now I love I love how you're putting it. We're up against the break. But now we're up against the break, but I love how you said it. Yeah, if we simplify this down, why are you paying for your own discrimination? Like you said, sure. people could understand that. And I do agree that simplifying it to something like that is a galvanizing point where they don't have to listen exactly. to two hours of us explaining it in detail. Exactly. But at exactly. that, if people know that we're speaking the truth when we say, why are you paying for your own discrimination, then I think that could galvanize even the average person to say, well, that's worth not watching on little TV for. And, again, that will be the step. I, my role, again, in the media is to bring this. I don't I don't watch TV, so it's a non-factor in that sense. But I definitely right. need those who do listening and understanding what we're up against and why it's necessary. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses make zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk. And what we see now is that the government is not providing the protections that the descendants of slavery deserve, that allow us to continue to own businesses and to be Americans. Byron Allen says this case is bigger than winning the lawsuit. And let me be clear, my main issue is about economic inclusion for African Americans. And Allen, who owns both the Griot and the Weather Channel, says it's also about providing job opportunities for the black community. Do business with us, be respectful of us, so we can do business with you and have a voice in our community and we can employ people in our community and go to the real crux of what's happening in America right now. That racial divide is directly related to the financial divide. And when we all come together and everyone is participating in the financial economic dream of America, it's a better, stronger America. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Mika Peoples. Our special guest is Minister Server. This morning's discussion question, Byron Allen's Supreme Court case. Why does it matter for those that are on the line? You do need to press 1 if you're trying to get in on this morning's discussion. If you're listening online, we'll open it up for this last half hour, 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You will need to press 1 to let us know that you want to speak. Um, and typically on the Mental Dialogue Show, we are dealing with things from two sides of an issue. I think this situation is of such importance that uh, if you, if you if you of, of if you are of hue, that's kind of a one-sided situation, if, if you will, when it comes to the opportunity to play ball and the ramifications, if in fact 
this appeal is successful by Comcast, and as we've called to action people to prepare for what will be necessary going forward, and if we fail to act, then being cut out is a major, major factor of why I promoted this show as one of the most important of our lifetime. And the quick, the place I want to go because I think you know I want to go because I know I'm assuming I'll say if this thought crosses people's mind, and we'll start with you, Tamika, because I know how much you know you're not setting up to become the first black-owned apparel manufacturer in the country since 1908. If you ain't about that life when it comes to building our own table, and so this question I think is very appropriate to start with for you, because for those who are listening. If 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 you're just now coming into it or if you hear what Byron Allen just said, there's a sentiment where I think some people could listen to it and say, well, why are we always fighting to be a part of their thing? Why are we always fighting to be a part of their thing? And some of the context is missing, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Tamika. Um, had I played more of what Killer Mike said in that article, he talked about, you know, literally what was happening after the reconstruction period, it came up even on the revolt. So when you talk about not, you know, taking the taking back of our land, you know, the the, the, the mm. very wires that these, that these, these highways, these byways are ran on or land. Some of that land was already owned by our ancestors that was systematically taken <laughs> away. And had it not been, even with them being in business, there would be some fair compensation from the fact that you're running these wires on land that we should own, but we now know why we don't own, right? And so when you start getting yeah. into that type of context, then it, it becomes very different for somebody who might just now be learning about the Byron Island case and say, well, why are we just fighting to be a part of their thing when you have to understand infrastructure to, to realize why this fight becomes very necessary before you could ever, in fact, get enough funds to build your own table. That is the reality because, as you said, even before this case was brought forward, they already manipulate the law, the, the, the law as it was, right? Byron mm-hmm. just took it and flipped it on them, but it already gets manipulated for those, as you said from the very beginning, who are in the contract space. If you've experienced it, it's not easy to navigate those waters, and, yeah. and, it, and it ain't as simple as you not dotting I's and crossing T's all the time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And again, I have other friends who are in the contracting industry, and I've heard some of their horror stories so I'm not speaking frivolously here when I say this. But, Queen, if you will, just kind of jump in for somebody who, again, who's just now hearing this and think that this is simply us fighting to be a part of their thing. And I don't like using they and their and that stuff too sure. often because I think it gives too sure. much power. This situation is very necessary due to infrastructure, in my opinion. But your thoughts, Queen? Absolutely. So let's just unpack this a little bit. If we said today, okay, fine, we don't want to be a part of it, we want to withdraw the lawsuit. Name another black cable company that you can go to that actually has <laughs> the infrastructure, has the satellite repeaters, and can get you broadcasted all over the world. Name one. That's the power of what's happening right now. There isn't right. one because they are the one. Okay? <laughs> so now, now that you are the one, we won't equal footing in your in your game. 
and equal footing according to this law, this precedent. And any time that we can come back and show that you're not adhering to this precedent, we have a right to go against you and prove that you're not doing that and force you from legalese in black and white to do so because there's plenty of black-owned companies out here looking to be a part of this infrastructure. And they deserve fair and equal opportunity. So my, my concern is we're not looking at the gravity of what really it means if they say a but for. There's nowhere else we can go, family. Unless we unless we in the game about talking about starting our own company, and then who, what kind of easements and rights are you going to ask for when they own ninety nine percent of the land? <laughs> you, so it's 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 the gravity is is great, right? But then if you look across industry, and know and, and understand that we might be starting businesses at thirty for women for black women thirty three hundred percent since two mm-hmm. two hundred two thousand nine we're mm-hmm. up, but we still only barely raking in 54k a year. Look at the data. We're still only employing yep. ourselves because we don't have enterprise companies. Now, why don't we have enterprise companies? Because when you get into this, when you get into this business game, it's big. It's big. It's big. Big bank take little bank all day. Take little bank all day every right. day. And so all they're going to play with you is well, we have the diversity supplier pool. Good luck with that. And and no one can prove that we're not doing we're, we're making our decisions based on race. But when you unpack all of their data, you know they're basing it on race, and that they're playing these games on the back end with these women-owned companies. So this is yeah, this is absolutely. it's very important for us to understand why, from a business uh, a seat at the table, a build-your-own-table perspective, this is important. Because when someone already owns the table, you got to start chipping away at what portion of that table you're going to be able to have access to. This is about access and opportunity and a playing field and a line that we're not going to back away from. But if you keep moving the line, we just let you keep moving it because we don't understand policy and law enough to fight it, then I'm sorry. Then we have to accept the consequences of never being the things that we say we're fighting for. We have to literally just take it. Up the ass. I'm just going to say it like and, it is. And, uh, Brother Pierre. And, <laughs> go ahead, Queen. May I just unpack one more buzz. thing? Just one more small thing. Yeah, please. Go ahead. Yeah, please go ahead, Queen, because you're, um, you're okay, killing so, it right now. You, you're thoroughly killing it. Go ahead, Queen. So so when we talk about the subscribers and viewership, right, and I love that there was a five-point plan laid out, and, and there's some things that are going to happen in the back end as outlined by the, by the uh, president there in the L.A. chapter. But when we talk about subscribers, I want to understand that want us to understand it's bigger than just those who watch TV. Understand the Internet that is coming to your home is probably on a, one, a Verizon line or a Comcast line. In your local municipality, which some might call it a city, I'm going to go ahead and call it what the hell it is, a municipality who's providing you services mm-hmm. has contract agreement to utilize those lines to provide you service. So now here in call, here, this is what I mean about the subscribers. I don't watch TV mm-hmm. either, King, but I guarantee you my ass is going to cut off my Comcast service tomorrow. 
I guarantee you that. And here's why. Here's why that matters. They can only sell advertisement based on the number of subscribers that they have, and that's what they pump up to this higher level. When you sit, when they go sit at these boardroom tables and say, yeah, if you're trying to reach these type of households, uh, buy this package because this is the demographic that that represents. Okay, but if they gotcha. ain't got no subscribers on those lines, that's the difference maker. So I'll use my, my Internet and my VPN through my, through my cell phone providers versus continuing to, to, to have that Internet service because I know it's a Comcast line. Now they can't sell. So you just hit home for me. So yeah, see, I'm see, yeah, yeah, you just hit home for me. So I gotta be, I need to be aware. So let me understand because based on what you just said. So uh, let me just see if you under because again you would understand this better than me. So is there any are there places in the country where we might not be relying on the people that are in this (laughs) suit because again they're conglomerates. So does that even exist? Or does it, does, it require it what you exist. just said that you do it through your do it do it through your phone? Is so we so we need to be because we don't think about it when when the Montgomery <laughs> for example the Montgomery boy, boycott you know when they were asking those people to do it they laid out well here's the the alternative since we are asking you to do this so I need to like, so I want to understand it personally and I want people who are listening to understand what that actually looks like. You know what I mean? That's that necessary for my uh, yeah, I do want to participate to because I do see that it's important. We need to explain to them what that looks like. we got about 45 seconds. i got Brother Pianchi as well. Let me do this. Let me go to no, break Brother real Pianchi. early because I want to okay. yeah, go to break real early. Let's let's answer that. Go to Brother Pianchi and then give some closing thoughts. But I think we gotta we got to help our people. I need to understand it personally because I'm thinking, oh, this doesn't affect me, but I wasn't thinking about Internet. Like It, it just didn't cross my mind, you know, just being very honest with you. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. For details to become a sponsor of Mental Dialogue, Visit Facebook at Mental Dialogue or call Montoya Smith at 404-604-9477. That's 404-604-9477. Mental Dialogue, where all I ask is that you think, that you think, that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me directly. If you are an individual listener without a service or a product, you still can support us at mentaldialogue.com. If you see that what we're doing is of a, as a, is important to our community, then we do need your support to remain on the air. Please visit mentaldialogue.com. Come and support if you're outside of Atlanta uh, at a minimum. If you're in Atlanta, please consider the actual membership as we do have a live experience 
every third Friday at Urban Grind, a black-owned coffee shop in Midtown for the Atlanta area. Also, would like to just throw out, uh, we are taking the Mental Dialogue Live experience on the road, so we'll be doing our second event October the 12th at Cooperate in Belton, South Carolina, second time there. Um, if you like what you hear on the show, we do a very extravagant live events. Not necessarily when I say live, not necessarily meaning recorded. It's just the experience is live, and we do um, these discussions and more. And we end up doing business with one another. We are very good at have, doing tough conversations on race, sex, and gender, and things of, of importance. And we end up doing a lot of business with each other. The testimonies are amazing. So if you do ever get a chance to attend the Mental Dialogue Live experience, please find your way to us and come experience the experience. Um, other than that, please consider supporting at mentaldialogue.com. Um, Tamika, you were finishing up and saying some things, you know, giving context, and I asked you the question, you know, hey, let me hit, you know, because again, I'm literally in my mind to being very honest with you, I haven't watched TV or had cable in so long that it didn't cross my mind, but as of recently, or maybe the last year and a half, I eventually did finally, I didn't believe it or not, I didn't even have internet in my home for a lot of years, but, you know, doing this work and being, you know, whatever, I was literally doing my show out of barbershops and other people's homes, and now I can do it from the convenience of my home, but I may actually be a, a user of, of, I think I am with Comcast, now that you say that, and so to kind of reiterate my question very quickly is, is there places in the country in which I'm not relying on a couple of these companies that are, that are bringing this appeal forward? <laughs> and if, if that doesn't exist, how do I get the Internet based on your understanding of this? And, again, these are details that we have to think about if we're going to be serious mm-hmm. community. Yeah, you know, that's why I thought it was such a power play. Um, there, there's satellite Internet companies. Uh, there's There's some debate on how good those are. But... The fact that AT and T and Directv are now partners, uh, you know, Comcast owns Xfinity. It started Xfinity in 2010. If you think about it, the lines that are coming into your communities for your internet access, they already own them. You're their captive audience. Sometimes you can get out of that. Um, again, I haven't done the research on all the companies that are available, but there are new satellite companies. Hughes, I believe, is might be one of them that offers internet uh, via satellite, right, where you don't really have to use the lines that are coming through your local neighborhoods, which predominantly are Comcast and Xfinity, which is why they feel so emboldened to play the power game that they're playing, because no one really thinks about what. That's why the broadband initiative that uh, President Obama, you know, really pushed was about diversifying that space bringing in more right. access, Google Fiber, right? That, that's why that was so important, because these guys have been locking down these communities for years. The infrastructure. There are, right. Yeah, they are the monopoly. How else are you going to get? You'll do your business if you don't have Internet. That might be a long stretch to, t- to ask somebody to do. It's consider somebody Absolutely. else except, except Comcast and Xfinity. Let me, let me say this real quick, and Brother Pierce. Let me say this real quick, because this is so important. And I'm going to let Brother Pierce come in right after this. Because I've been worried about this since I started coming to understand. I, I, did some, I just came across this research probably about seven, eight months ago, and I really haven't known what to do with it because I know within our community we're always talking about having our own and building our own. But I came across, I'm going to try to make this short. I came across the research that broke down even at the time when we think of civil rights during the 50s and 60s, that period of time that we you know, kind of applaud for whatever, you know, for the different reasons that we do. 
But I also found out at that time the NAACP had a basically a group of lawyers who stayed particularly focused on the monopoly laws. Like they brought a lot of – they joined in on – you know, because America was having that issue with, you know, all the monopolies and things of that nature, but they would join in or put forward things that would actually go forward to ensure that there were laws that didn't allow monopolies to take place. And the reason that was in place, and, you know, W. Du Bois obviously left the country at the point that he did, but being, you know, one of the founding members of the NAACP, he had always talked about that the monopolies would make it so that small business couldn't play. And he was so concerned about it because as we were now, in a sense, having the opportunity to supposedly freely practice business, he understood that monopolies would ensure we would never get footing. And so you're literally mm-hmm. laying out we're right back at that point and how these laws, like you said, the broadband did not get approved. And so I say all this to say that once I learned that, Tamika, it, it blew me away because I thought we talk about having our own, but we're unaware of the big picture of even if we go to have our own, we might relegate our unsuccess to something that we're doing because we were unaware of the laws that made it in, that makes it impossible for any small business, not just small business of color, but just if okay. a company gets to monopolize and make power plays, your your chance to play becomes null and void, and it will and it, and it's it's just I'm, it's scary to realize mm-hmm. I don't know that we got the NAACP with that 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 leg pushing to ensure because at that time they would have helped let us know we got to get this broadband thing passed because it's going to hurt all businesses small businesses okay. let's just throwing it out okay. there let me get to brother Piaki real quick because we got a little he wanted to get back in let me get him back in very quickly well you know the boycott is the way to do it and let me give you an example you remember when baseball expanded to include those other teams like the up yep, Canada well they done mm-hmm. that because there was threats of a group starting another league so what they done so well we expand uh, AT&T and Charter and them combined because for two, one reason in particular AT&T has the infrastructure with the fiber optics uh, these cable companies still operating on an antique uh, uh, coaxial cable and it's deteriorated. Yeah. Squirrels eating them up and everything in people's backyard and so on and so on and so on. Uh-huh. So that's why those two uh-huh. came together like that. Now, uh-huh. NAACP, although I despise their policy making at the state and national level, <laughs> but they have a superb legal team. Right. And, you know, hopefully that the, but there was a group of a black family it was called the Roberts Brothers. They used to own the shopping home shopping network that was on cable twenty four seven. I remember and that. they did mm-hmm. have infrastructure in the form of towers that ran span across southern Missouri. Now I don't know if they still have it or they liquidated. But no, the boycott is the way to do it. And if you do cancel your Comcast, make sure you reference this case. Just don't call up and say I'm mad because they receive them all the time. But reference okay. this case. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Now, these are all major points for those who, who say we're serious because I think we all agree, and we'll let, let me let uh, Minister Server get in here, that this is the ramp up. I think we're, we're unfortunately, again, Byron Allen's won twice at the lower courts. 
But the way this is being ramped up, it doesn't look like he – the easy part for all of us, even in the things that we're talking about, would be for him to win again and all is well, right? And, again, there will be – you know, all is well. But if that doesn't happen, these things that we're talking about and tested, we will be tested. Are we serious? And it will require what Brother Piaki said. It will require what Nika is laying out in detail that we will need to do. And the question will be, will we do it? Minister Server, uh, your thoughts, King. Uh, yes. Um, first of all, I definitely want to thank you for the opportunity again. And definitely want to thank uh, Tamika. She laid down, you know, perfectly, you know, some uh, uh, tangible steps and things that we can do to, to be aware of. And, uh, you know, just to add on to that, um, we definitely need to start making this a part of just regular conversation as well as utilizing our social media to make people aware of the case of what's going on. Um, as I said, share with your circle of influence, but also any organization that you're involved with, black organizations or others, you know, make them aware as well so that we have this collective groundswell that we'll be able to at least make Comcast and the others aware that we are uh, understanding that Paying this attention. is a time for us to be more um, directly involved in what we want to see going forward. So I definitely just appreciate all the information that was on here. And, again, um, the more information, you know, Google it, of course, find out. Go to uh, Yvette Cornell and Antonio Moore. They'll give you a lot of nuances and details about not, not only this particular case, but the larger view that this case kind of stems out of, which is the African Descendants of Slavery Movement or ADOS Movement that's happening right now that's dealing with a black agenda on a number of different issues, and this is a part of it. So, again, you know, I appreciate Absolutely. the opportunity. Love the uh, information, Tamika. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with you about some of the things that you're doing because you are making history. And, again, we always always have to think about not only what was, but as Dr. John Henry Clark said, history as a current event. So um, I'm looking for how I, I may be of service to the work that you're doing as well. No, yes, absolutely. Sir, let me even throw this out too. Now let me even throw this out to you, uh, Minister Server, just to even again, she's so humble with it or whatever. Um, but not only when I say black owned manufacturers, she's take she's uh, uh, attempting to follow the Cloud Dr. Cloud Anderson model and we're talking about vertically integrated, like that's her full approach. I mean, we're talking about relationships. Right. Uh we've and we've had her on the show talking about it in detail, but I'm just sharing it with you in the sense of, you know, just getting to hear about the system for the first time, but we're talking about yeah, sourcing yeah. all the way back to the motherland, like she's going that far with it, um, not, not just as we quite often think, quite often when people are getting, even becoming aware of black on, not just at the front retail level, like that she's going all the way up and down, that's her approach, and 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 look forward to bringing all of what she's doing forward. And I just thought, hey, let me share that in addition because she won't say yeah, it, but, man, I, 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 but I will. It, man. <laughs> but I will. Sure. Appreciate you sharing that. And nah. like I said, let me know how I may be of service for sure. No, nah, absolutely. Yeah, I so appreciate let's do this. that. We got a couple yeah. minutes. Now let us do this. So, uh, Minister Server, if anybody wants to stay in contact with you, can you get that information out? And then we'll let Tamika do the same thing as well because she has businesses that people should know about as well. But go ahead, Minister Server, any contact uh, yeah, information you, you, you want to give out, please give it out now. You can contact me um, through all forms of social media, Minister Server, that's M-I-N-I-S-P-E-R-F-E-R-V-E-R, Minister Server. I'm a part of, you know, a few different movies, but that's just the best way to contact me directly. And, you know, the question that I ask is how may I be of service? 
because at the end of the day, we don't have to know everything, but I know people that know everything. So once we connect the connections and we begin working together, it's not about any one person, and we know that it is, a, it is about a collective consciousness. And, again, you know, part of the work that we do has to be from that kind of mindset and my belief. So Minister Server in all forms from, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is one Minister Server, which I'm not on Twitter that often, but uh, contact me, man. Uh, let us all work together. We're all growing and learning and looking to um, step into the legacy of our great and fabulous ancestors and our creator. So I'm here to serve. Yeah. Word. No, absolutely. You are wonderful. Thank you, King. And if you're not doing anything on the, um, I think I'm going to tell you the right date, the, October the 18th, uh, come out to the live experience, real people, real connections. We live by the very thing that you you just talked about. Uh, you know, I think yes, I heard sir. you say this before, we're better with you than we are without you. You may have information that somebody needs, and if you're not there, they can't get it. So we definitely like to connect and build this virtual yes, neighborhood. Tanika, thank you again so much, Queen. If you will, share with any contact information you want to give out. And as always, send it to me via a Facebook message, and I'll attach it to any replay as well. Go ahead, Queen. Get your information out. Oh, no problem. Listen, Tamika Peoples, you can find me at abfconsultants.com or com. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Montoya. No, absolutely. I hope we served y'all. Please share this show. And y'all typically do. So I do respect it, but this one needs to be shared even more, again, because of the level of importance. We will see y'all next Saturday. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. All I ask is that you think. <laughs>